0: This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker and author, helping individuals, couples and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman.
1: Hey, welcome, everyone. Well, we talk a lot about recovery on the show, and most of us know that in recovery, our energy is focused a lot on staying on track, building skills. Um, that could help us, uh, tools, coping skills, help us with stress in day-to-day life. But really, it's so important to understand how we also have to develop healthy nutritional habits. Um, Today, we have on an awesome guest, a certified nutritionist and former addiction counselor. His name is Chris Bivacqua, and he is here to share his insights on how the food and how food and and recovery go hand in hand and how we can properly nourish our bodies so that we can have a positive impact on our mental health, emotional, spiritual and physical. Um, You know, it's so important to see that it's all connected. And if we don't understand nutrition and what we put into our bodies and how that affects us, then we're really not doing, you know, a full job on, on understanding how to recover. So welcome to the show, Chris. I'm so excited that you're with us today.
0: Thanks very much, Erica. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm a recovery counselor. I work at treatment centers. I write books on, um, how to take, you know, take care of yourself, thrive, learning about self-care. And so really I, I I just did this whole presentation this last month and one piece of it was nutrition and nourishment and really how, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in recovery, that's the last thing they choose to focus on. Can, Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about your experience with that and, and how, you know, you came to be, to be a nutritionist and how you're working with this population.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, well, like you said, I'm a former addiction counselor. So I spent about four years or so, maybe about four and a half years working, uh, on the streets, uh, as an outreach worker, dealing with, uh, young people who had issues with uh, addictions and mental health. And, um, I did that for a long time, and it was one of the, the greatest jobs I've ever had. Um, after that was over, um, a few years later, I went to school to become a nutritionist, and I didn't think anything about the addiction part of the uh, related to nutrition at all. It wasn't until we started to get into the program that I thought, wow, this information would be so helpful to all of the people that I was just working with. And so I started to research it more and more and decided that I wanted to put together this program, which is the Holistic Sobriety Program, um, that revolves around, basically, around nutrition in recovery. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's where I got the idea from. And looking online, I saw, just like you said, that it was a topic that seemed to come in last, if at all, and uh, the benefits from it are so huge that I thought, wow, I really wanted to promote this and and get it out to people.
1: That's so awesome. I'm so excited you're doing this. I I wish... I wish, you know, (laughs) you're in California. I know that you are in uh, Vancouver, Um, but, but I know that these programs probably are online and could, could benefit anybody no matter where you live. So um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so let's talk just a little bit about, you know, nourishing our bodies and how, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's very, you know, it's very important to educate and create awareness around, um, around The fact that our moods, our memory, um, the way we recover, our brains after being, you know, after being hijacked by drugs and alcohol for most people, our brains are not functioning at tip-top shape. And and so, like you said, supplementation, trying to replenish um, our bodies and minds with healthy food and vitamins and hydration and sleep and all these things have to become like the foundation. Like when you build a house, like you know, you need Mm -hmm. a foundation. And I feel like this is the foundation. And it's not, you know, throw someone in a meeting, not saying meetings aren't helpful because they absolutely are, but throw someone in a meeting, give them coffee and cigarettes and the typical, you know, mm-hmm. things that sometimes you see. But but really, like, throw them into a program like this first, and then <laughs> let's start this way. You know what I mean? It just seems like it would make more sense.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the benefits are huge. And as I did the research, I was just constantly surprised at how much valuable research has been done in this area that seemingly mm-hmm. isn 't talked about that much, so you know like one of the biggest things was yeah. um, consuming a those? high protein diet, uh, like mm-hmm. you were saying, not only do you want to nourish the body, heal the body, repair the organs that have been damaged over years of addiction, but one of the biggest things is the brain the brain has been significantly damaged for however long the yeah, the person was in active addiction for, and yeah. that has caused a whole host of problems and I would say probably one of the key issues to sort out because that is going to, um, you know, fix all of the issues that you're dealing with around depression and anxiety and all these massive mood swings and all the emotions that come along with that, that in a lot of ways can trigger a relapse to happen. So dealing with the brain and healing the brain is one of the biggest parts that I advocate for. And you can absolutely do that through, um, you know, not just nutrition, but nutrition is a huge key factor in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's I think that's key to start discussions on for everybody. I mean, I work at um in inpatient centers and outpatient centers in Los Angeles, and it's very um it's very you know interesting to see the, the, these younger people come in with Red Bulls and Monster drinks, and um you know mm-hmm. I know the centers are trying to do their best, but you know giving them chips and cup of noodles and you know like and i know it's hard but i I, but i really you know once i start teaching the groups on nutrition and i I start talking about self-care on that level the response i get from these from these young adults is you know that sounds great but it's almost impossible nearly impossible for us to implement these habits because organic food's so expensive um you know, I don't have access to a kitchen. I'm sleeping I'm amid a sober living. I'm sleep. you know. And so mm-hmm. it's like it, I feel like our culture in general has made it very difficult for people to um, have access, you know, an inexpensive, you know, to, to food that's like really should be inexpensive compared to, you know all the other things that they, For sure that absolutely they, they yeah. Can get. you
0: know yeah. and and while i would advocate um you know eating the the cleanest version of foods foods that you could get whether you know if that be organic um just eating the just healthy nourishing food in general, right, regardless right. if it's organic, I would promote that to people definitely. Um of course we run into difficulties when we don't have kitchens to cook in and that that is a real issue and that is something that I discuss in my program as well for people who are new to getting around the kitchen and what that looks like and grocery shopping. I think all those things need to be discussed because for some people this may be the first time that they're ever oh, doing totally. any of these things.
1: Oh, absolutely. I- I've talked to people and said like you try to eat this whole 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 foods as you can, meaning like an egg is an egg, apples an apple, right? It doesn't matter. Like Mm -hmm. try not to have things that have 40 ingredients on a box because if you can't pronounce them, you shouldn't probably be eating them. Um, But but then again, like you said, and they'll say to me, well, I've never made eggs, you know, and so I'm like, wow, you know, God, there's a real need for even cooking classes. I mean, it's just it's it's endless of, of really what what we can teach and what information does need to still be promoted, you know?
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And that's uh, one of the key things that I took in mind when I was creating the program, especially around the recipes and the meal plans that I was giving to people is that they were very, very simple, that they, you know, included the least amount of ingredients as possible um, because you can eat healthy and you can eat like a high protein diet with good, you know, uh, fats and and whatnot. on a budget you can't you can do that it's possible um but if you find like a lot of the cookbooks will have quite extravagant recipes with like you know 20 different ingredients and all this kind of stuff so i tried to just break that down and and make it as simple as possible for people because i know that is quite can be quite a challenge
1: yeah that's that's wonderful i'm I'm really happy to hear that um yeah you know i i know in different um parts of the world you know we have we have great access to to care, and you know a lot of people do have insurance that helps them get into these programs. Um, but but for some reason, I want to just hear your opinion on this. What I'm seeing here is like this cycle of um, these young adults kind of getting getting into these uh, sober livings and detoxes, and they keep relapsing, and relapses is, is cause them to stay in this cycle for years on end. Sometimes some people say to me, I, I started treatment when I was 19, and now I'm 25, and I still haven't. Gone out, and 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 you know, and I think I think a lot of the time, you know, anxiety persists, depression persists, not having coping skills, healthy coping skills, not having um, access to to knowledge that helps them feel good and centered and balanced and making good decisions. And I and I try to explain self-regard to them It's like, let's change our identity. Let's change the way you look at yourself. You're a healthy man. You choose healthy foods to put in your body. You choose a healthy routine and all these things. But, you know, it's like kind of sometimes the first time they, they ever hear this, like they just kind of seem to be in this merry-go-round without kind of taking action in a different way. So I just wanted to hear your take on that. Like how much action do you really see and and then how much, you know, education versus action? I think a lot of people have their minds filled with tons of treatment, but there's really not a lot of direction in terms of action.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think you're totally right, and I think one of the the things for the continual relapse um that I feel <clears throat> that I see is because um of the uh, emotional distress that a lot of people are in. I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why um that continual relapse happens, um, you know, what is it, um, post-acute withdrawal syndrome, right? You're, you're dealing with these uh, emotional ups and downs and the, the depression and the anxiety. And that's one of the biggest factors of why people fall into relapse. And I think the reason why that's happening is because those issues just are never fundamentally addressed. Excuse me. We we talk about them at a psychological level, but uh, you know, as, as we said, I don't think it's ever fully grasped how important it is uh, to implement these healthy standards in your life, because those will affect those emotional ups and downs, and will help you get through these rough periods to help to weather this storm. And I think that needs to be promoted a lot more.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So, ha- tell tell me a little bit about your program and and how people you know what what they could learn how they could get involved and and kind of a little bit about um the access to it
0: sure so um the program is called the holistic sobriety program and holistic just meaning that I'm looking at the whole so we're not just looking at one piece we're looking at the whole puzzle as you mentioned earlier that's really going to be the key to all this so we want to look at what we're eating and how we're reacting to stress and what kind of fitness we're adding into our lives and and especially um you know stress uh, stress techniques stress management techniques i I mm-hmm. preach a lot about because I think it's super important to understand how to mm-hmm. deal with your emotions because you 're going to be deal- coming up against your emotions all the time constantly right. as you're new and recovering new to um sobriety so those are sort of the the biggest things I talk about. I talk about supplementation as well because I think that's very important um I
1: agree. during I agree. Uh,
0: new sobriety as well um so yeah, so those are some of the key things that I focus on i um I definitely a focus on on food particularly and nutrition and just lay out my basic uh framework of what I feel is important and um and how we can tackle these and like I said I like to give people a ton of information so there's a lot of meal plans there's a lot of recipes um to help get yourself up and running and cooking and you know I talk about how to create, uh, you know, a recovery pantry, the things that you should have on hand in your home and, and how you can cook if cooking is new to you. Um, I talk about a lot about meditation and mindfulness and, um, you know, those are uh, big topics and things that can seem kind of cliche at times, but even again, the, the research behind that and how it can heal the brain and help the brain and, uh, just amazing stuff. Uh, one of the key things that I talk about is how addiction, um, it destroys the gray matter in your brain. It shrinks it down, and that causes a whole host of problems. And one of the great things, is the though, that that's not fixed.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, the, gray yeah, the gray matter.
0: Yeah, the gray matter in our brain, in particular, the, the area of the brain called the hippocampus, where we learn right. and our memories and stuff okay. uh, come yeah. from, that area is um, specifically targeted by okay. addictions, and it shrinks over time, and that causes right. a lot of issues. Um, but the thing that's great is our brain is not fixed. that We have neuroplasticity, so our brains can are always growing, and they're growing when we give it new information. And so we have the ability to grow that gray matter back and to heal these parts of our brain. And we can do that through nutrition. We can do that through supplementation. We can absolutely do that through techniques like meditation and mindfulness. And I find that absolutely amazing at that research. It's, uh, it's really really fascinating
1: it is it's so fascinating and, and there's and if anybody wants to check it out there's so much science behind me- mindfulness and meditation and mm-hmm. and those kinds of things of slowing our thoughts down and our thought habits our thought habits are something too that you know i, I talk i have a new book coming out in november and it's it, that's just i'm discussing that throughout the book um is that our narratives and thought habits have to be addressed as well that like you said the emotional mm-hmm. piece um mm-hmm. absolutely it, you know, if we're not aware, some people, you know, overeat emotionally, some people turn to cross mm-hmm. addictions. I mean, there's so many different things that start to happen when we start dealing with um we start dealing with the present <laughs> and not have anything to hide behind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. So and, and the holistic sobriety programs, could they find it online? Do you have a website you can tell everybody? Or so the holistic sobriety program
0: is not officially online yet. It is very, oh, very okay. close, um, but okay. i it will be, um, it will be up by the end of this year. But I can be followed on uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, where I talk a lot about all of these things that we've just discussed, and um, people can follow me there and keep in touch, and I'll uh, get notified when the program is up and running.
1: Okay, great. No, that's, that's wonderful. Um, And and also with your experience at at risk youth and homeless, and you've done a lot of work on the streets as well. um, Do you do you feel like there's a way to implement these basic tools um, of self care to people that are at that point in their lives? Because I I know a lot of my, my clients that are now let's say they're at a treatment center, They have a roof over their heads. They're in sober livings. At one point, we're homeless. At one point, have been on the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of trauma and um, a a lack of knowledge on how to get back to taking care of themselves because of the trauma, because of the, I think, the things that they've endured. So is there, do you feel like there is like a way to, um, you know, increase their resiliency, increase like their their way of understanding that they can develop these new habits, you can start to see yourself as somebody who, you know, values health, values, uh, you know, these, these healthier habits, or do you, you know, do you feel like it's, it's just Mm -hmm. much harder once they've been on the street?
0: I think it's, yeah, I think it's a real challenge for people who are still homeless at that point. You're just surviving, basically trying trying to make it through, uh, you yeah. know, each day. So at that point, I think it's hard to implement. I think maybe what people can do, um, you know, we ran a drop-in center if there's, I'm sure, uh, you know, other organizations run centers where they're interacting with people on the street daily. Mm-hmm. It may be, you know, something where they have, uh, you know, drop in time around talking about nutrition or offering healthy snacks at these places. You know, a lot of the time yeah. they'll just get, you know, leftovers from Starbucks, which is just a bunch of muffins and things like that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of carb loading, especially when you're homeless, because that's an easy thing to get free access to. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. that sort of compounds the problem. So, I mean, I think there's room to educate people when you have access to them in drop-in centers and stuff like that. But ultimately, I think, you know, once you've gone through uh, recovery and you're in a support home uh, in a program, like like you mentioned, I think at that point, it's probably a lot easier to implement it than it is if you're currently still on the streets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. I just wanted your take on that. And then the last thing I want to just discuss is movement, um, movement and exercise and, and the physical aspect of recovering mm-hmm. as well. Um, I know that, that, you know, a good sweat and learning and learning how to get your, you know, your, your feel good chemicals back up and running it. Basic exercise is important, but, but I think movement in general, um, a lot of people have a lot of hangups around like they feel like they you know they've been out of the loop off the bike let's say for years mm-hmm. decades and now it's like mm-hmm. trying to get them to see you know you gotta move and and I, and I tell my clients like put your shoes by the bed take out your outfit the night before yeah. just get out the door like take a walk in the morning for 15 minutes go you know whatever it is it's just just try and start to um, you know, create that habit of actually respecting your body, getting up, moving around, getting that emotion to, to mm-hmm. move, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And that's one of the things I I talk about too. I'm not a fitness trainer in any way. I'm still you know, learning a lot about fitness myself, but um, just taking it down to a simple level for people uh, in the same way that I do with the meal planning is a lot of people equate getting healthy with meaning going to the gym and you have to go to the gym and you have to lift weights and you have to do all these things. And if you haven't done anything like that in 10 years or 15 years or something like that, that's going to be challenging. And you're most likely going to get discouraged. And when we get discouraged, we, usually fall into bad patterns again. So I think bring it back down. And like you said, go for a 20 minute walk. If that's something that, you know, is, is, is going to make you feel better then let's start right there. Let's start at that level. And there's plenty of things that we can do that don't involve weights or the gym, right? We can go for walks. We can go for runs. We can ride our skateboard. We can ride our bike. We can, you know, go play basketball. We can go play baseball. We can do all these kind of things, even going to play with your kids in the park, you know, running around with them, just move, right? Like you said, um, get your heart Rate up, sweat, um, start to feel good, release that dopamine, and, and and start to feel better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, and it goes without saying too, like hydration and and to see a doctor um, about any kind of um, health issues you may have. And I and I think the well, one last thing you do discuss is the supplementation. It's not saying that everybody needs to be on supplements or vitamins or anything, but it is wise to get checked out because I had you know, many clients that were low in iron, low in testosterone, Mm -hmm. low in, you know, a lot of, a lot of hormonal changes happening and, and it does affect our mood. It does affect our energy levels and Mm -hmm. it, it could be a big trigger. For people to relapse when they're not feeling
0: yeah, absolutely. that absolutely and and i advocate for that as well i think people should definitely um you know if they're going to go uh, jump into a program like this or, or a program like mine um to go get your levels checked it's, it's pretty simple and see kind of where your base level readings are at because you know there's a lot of common deficiencies and that's something i talk about in my program as well you know vitamin d uh, magnesium especially the b vitamins uh, zinc there's a lot of things that alcohol um, can leave you classically deficient in. And yes. even if you are someone who hasn't dealt with addictions, a lot of the time we are already deficient exactly. in vitamin D and magnesium and stuff like that. So addictions yeah. can compound that even more. So if you know where uh, you're starting from, then you can start to build that um, back up. But I definitely don't advocate to just go out there and, and start buying a bunch of supplements because you're probably wasting <laughs> a lot of money on things that you may may or may not need. So
1: yeah absolutely and so for people listening out there that that are interested in getting checked what do, what what can we tell them in in terms of like what to ask for do they just go in and say i just need a base level uh blood test that can check you know my vitamins my hormones what what do people say because i think that is what it, it is intimidating is that they don't know what to even ask for
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm um, not 100% sure. I mean, I'm calling from Canada, so I'm not exactly sure yeah. how the U.S. system works, but you should yeah. be able to go see your, you know, your GP, your, your family doctor, and right, just ask right. them to get, um, some of these levels, uh, checked. And I believe it's just a blood test, especially for things like vitamin D and stuff like yeah. that. It's a fairly easy thing to test for. Um, right. and if it's something where you can go to, you know, um, a clinic and, and even, Uh, well, I was going to say pay for yourself, but because here in Canada, we wouldn't. (laughs) Sometimes you don't have to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and just pay, pay for that process and you can get, and you can get all those things checked. So I think some are more difficult to check than others, but for the most part, I think a blood test can check most of those things.
1: Yeah. I just encourage people to just, yeah, like, like he said, general practitioner, your family doctor, mm-hmm. or even, you know, there are, there are clinics around here that that definitely do that. They're like one-stop shop. So I think, yeah, it's it's just try not to be intimidated by it. And everybody get as much information on, on themselves as they can. We're all wired so differently. And, and we all like, you know, I have friends exactly. that are like, you should start taking this stuff and you should, you, you know, and Oh, this, this is the great vitamin and you should take a probiotic and this, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like, you find yourself taking tons of things that you may not need so i i agree with you exactly
0: yeah if you go down that road you could be (laughs) spending a lot of money on stuff and have you know cupboards filled with supplements and it's hard to even you know i've i've done that at certain times it's kind of funny it's like you don't even have the time to take all of these different supplements sometimes
1: and sometimes you don't know which ones are working and are not working because you're taking like four different new things you know yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, for sure definitely important to kind of like find out where you're at and then you can focus on the deficiencies that are specific to you because everybody's going to be an individual in this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris bavacqua I am so excited that you are launching this program. So everybody that is listening, it's called the Holistic Sobriety Programs. You could find Chris on Instagram and Twitter and we're going to have all the information up on our our site as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it and I'm I'm happy that you are using your voice to, to help shape this, this world of recovery.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Erica. It was a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well.